0: Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod.
1: So we did a like winter Olympic themed unit in our uh, probability and Statistics math class and I really enjoyed it. It was like a different way to like look about it. It was more not only like individualized for like learning but you could still have like a team to rely on and come back and just be like, oh I didn't understand this. You could ask your team members and it's just like a daily process to like help you learn.
0: What was your reflection on that I guess? like
2: um, It was really cool. We got like randomly selected into different countries and groups and it was really cool because you worked with like different people and like it was honestly super helpful especially for a math class because they could explain it to me if I didn't understand something I could do it the same and we would watch videos like at home of like our lesson we'd come to class and we would do like a mental challenge and then we'd also do like a physical challenge for the day which was like just fun stuff that Mr. Cook made up.
0: Mm All right. I am excited to have Kevin Cook back on the podcast today uh, for a return visit and a return chat about uh, gamification and personalization altogether. And uh, I think that being able to invest in conversations like this is great because, uh, you know, Kevin got a chance to try some new things out on the last podcast. So definitely check out that previous one if you haven't. Uh, But now we get a chance to see, you know, what revisions he's made and kind of get some insight into the new game that he developed, which had an entirely different theme, uh, but also kind of see those lessons learned. And so I think that's definitely helpful to those that are certainly trying to either get started with their own personalization or game or both. uh, And then also as you kind of refine your process. So Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Good to be here. (laughs) And uh, let's just kind of jump right into it then, I guess. Tell us a little bit about, like, why maybe you chose this particular unit and then... the the theme really behind it to kind of set our conversation up?
3: Well the previous attempt uh, I did with my pre-calc honors class and this time I wanted to use it for my my other class which this semester is probability and statistics and I guess I was kind of inspired by the winter Olympics that were that were going on and so I thought that you know I could put together a unit that would be Olympic themed that we could um, you know involve competition um, I have a lot of athletes in that class, so I thought that that would be a good way to connect with them. And as it turned out, it was, I think, pretty successful.
0: Nice. Wait, and good job, like, knowing your learners and then also seizing the moment a little bit, mm-hmm. like ca- capturing some of that momentum that the just the Olympics and what's on TV and the commercials and those things mm-hmm. uh, can kind of bring. And I know uh, that we'll have a podcast coming up here probably in a couple months with Michaela Baker. And we her the theme for her game is ready reader one and we built it all off of the theme of the movie that's coming out and just that thought that hey i'm at home and i'm i might see this commercial and it makes me think about class (laughs) maybe a little bit which is fun
3: and that's that's a good and a bad thing because (laughs) sometimes you get that idea and it's like spur of the moment and you want to act on it and you know you don't maybe necessarily have everything in place the way you would like it but Mm -hmm. In my case, I, I don't mind flying by the seat of my pants and so I you know, kind of put it, put it together and ran with it and like I said, I think it turned out to be a pretty successful unit.
0: And I think when people make the, the jump to gamification or game-based learning or, or just trying to add that layer in, I think you're you're flying by the seat of your pants, regardless. I think when you get started, would you feel like you were? I'll transition that into a question then. A little bit more prepared or had your mind around just the workflow, maybe, and things of that nature, more so with round two. Um, or what were some lessons you learned from one that you think made two a little bit easier to navigate?
3: Well, I think that you know with this one in particular, I had a pretty good idea of of what I wanted to do, so it was just a matter of you know having the time to to put the resources and and things together you know a lot of the work that I had to do was just getting the materials ready for the kids you know it was pretty much a self self self-paced unit um actually team-based um the kids were placed in groups of six you know one of the struggles that I have is that my classes are not locked so I have a different combination of kids every day Mm -hmm. and each class period and so there was a A giant puzzle that I had to solve in putting those groups together and it actually worked out pretty well that um, I could have at least three of the kids from each of the teams of six together every mod so Mm -hmm. um, from that standpoint it worked out like I like I had hoped Uh, you know things that I learned from the first time I think that you know a lot of that a lot of that preparation that behind-the-scenes work you know getting as much of that done ahead of time as possible makes things go a lot easier. Yeah, and um, I think
0: it's a challenge, that's the personalization challenge and right. a game challenge, right. both, uh, being able to have all the resources there, because if you're going to give students control pace, they have to be able to move on to the next thing at any time. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just speaking from a personalized standpoint with things, it's kind of nice that once you get into the unit, because then you're not Whoa, man! What am I doing tomorrow? So like, right. get this lesson. I need to run copies for this. Like the like. Pretty much everything is there, mm-hmm. and so you just end up doing a lot of that work right. prior to the start, and it alleviates that in the in the right. midst of it. And
3: the one major issue I had with the pre unit was all of the the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had, 90, I had ninety kids, and they were all kind of doing their own thing, so I had all of that to keep track of. Well, this time around with the teams. I really only had 10
2: teams to worry about, or
3: or 20, I guess, if you think about two teams and each having two periods each day. Um, Um, So that made things much easier, you mm -hmm. know, a lot less things to to keep track of. Some Um, of it was done through quizzes and things like that. So, had some automatic scoring that was done for me that, again, I didn't have to go into detail with every single little task that was being completed.
0: Nice, and that's something, I'm going to uh, take a pause from our conversation as a part of this recording um, to throw in a couple examples uh, of some student feedback that I received. And so uh, here are a few interviews I did with some of Kevin's students, just reflecting on that team aspect, which is why I interject that now. Uh, I think that the students, it seemed like that was a real strength of this particular unit. So let's hear what they have to say. So when you say that like it was good to have a group to go and work with, like don't you have that all the time?
2: We do have it all the time, but a lot of times in class it's like he, obviously he teaches us and we get our note sheets and it's just easier because we get to talk to him, like raise your hand, ask a question, but in these like mental challenges it's like you're racing against other teams so it's like you all five or however many are in your group that day, like working with each other, like really being able to talk more than in like a normal classroom setting where you have to raise your hand to ask questions. Okay. And you can just, like, we would just, like, call him over, like, yell at him, I guess, because it's kind of, like, a high-intensity thing yeah. when you want to win. But, yeah, it was easier to get, like, help when you can just say whatever you want during class.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your teammates, if I'm hearing you right then, are you saying that your teammate, by having a team and having a competition, people were more interested in supporting one another than they maybe would oh, have yeah. otherwise been?
2: You have to, we have a weird bond because we wanted to beat everyone else. So yeah, we definitely helped each other out more than we would normally in class, I guess.
1: It definitely, it was like one of the instances, like I don't exactly like know everyone in that classroom, but it like makes you exposed to like other people and like forces you to like work with others and like it applies to real life even, like you gotta like step out of your comfort zone sometimes and like work with people to like reach a goal.
0: Do you feel like because you guys were invested as a team that people supported each other more than they would and had that not been an aspect of class or no?
1: Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like a team project like in other classes where it's like, oh, one person like hauls all the work. <laughs> no, it <that laughs> never happens. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was a good like team effort. And because like if one person were to slack off and like the entire team's points would go down for it. And definitely just the whole like competitive side of it, just with like classmates, like I always enjoy a good competition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice! Okay and so one of the things that I took away from those conversations that was consistent across all three of them uh, was that the students were, and you heard it, like really advocating for the ability of this game and the personalization by teams to foster positive classroom climate where collaboration is not just encouraged, but but almost essential uh, and intrinsically motivated by the individuals in that group. And I know that I'm throwing a lot of buzzwords out there and making it sound really nice. But 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 I'm hearing that in in the testimonies from the three um, that you just kind of got, got a little glimpse into their, their reflections on things. And so uh, as a teacher. Watching that happen, I guess, did you feel like that was uh, a part of this? Because I know you picked the teams, which means that they didn't just get to do the whole friend group right. thing. And so that dynamic was really interesting. Can you mm-hmm. speak on that a little bit more?
3: Yeah, that was definitely, I think, one of the, the wins for this unit was to see kids that probably don't normally interact ever being forced to or through, through the course of participating did. And it gave a lot of kids an opportunity to... Kind of take a leadership role that they wouldn't normally have an opportunity for, and so that was
0: that was definitely one of uh, one of my big takeaways as a success for this unit. And I think that any time that you try something new, as much as it is scary and you don't know where you're going, there's the potential for things like that to come out of it that you didn't even expect. You know, like these positives that you're just like, oh, well that. Well, yes, I did plan on that to work out <laughs> that way, or whether you did or not. I felt, and the students did, I mean, right, they they led with that almost in all those three of those conversations that, gosh, that was just really awesome um, to be able to, to have that experience. And so let's kind of build from there. We'll just talk about the game, like literally, and kind of like how to play out. So you, you have these teams, and they formed countries, right? Right. So what did that process look like?
3: So um, as I said before, I kind of selectively divided them so that I could have equal amounts of Of kids from each country in each class and so I just took the top 10 normal top performing winners at Olympic countries and put them into the teams and so basically the premise was they had some videos or information to to learn for the night before Um, they would come in I would kind of go over some of the highlights things, you know, this, hopefully this is what you got from watching this mm-hmm. video. They had a chance to ask questions, and um, I would typically do a couple of example problems with them. And then I would give them, each team would give them three, four, or maybe five problems that were similar to what they had to work on. And so they would have 15 minutes to work on those problems together and come up with their answers. And then I transformed it into a quizzes so once everybody had their answers, you know, obviously hopefully they got the right answers. Well then the competition part came in with the quizzes. They were the same questions, so they just had to find their answer in a timely fashion. So hopefully they had the right answer and it was there and then they could click it as fast as they could. <laughs> and if it wasn't there scrambling. <laughs> right, sure. right. And so whoever then from the quizzes, whoever got the most points, then they won the gold medal for that activity for the day.
0: Okay. And so then how did those points play out in a larger ongoing game sense?
3: So they, for every activity that we did, they were assigned points and they got, you know, a gold medal, a gold, silver, and bronze. And then the rest of the teams got points based on their, based on their finish. And then the accumulation of those points then ultimately determined who finished first, second, third, whatever. And then those points basically earned them privileges for their chapter test. So the team that won got to take their test as a team. Okay. And then the next couple of teams got to take their test with a page full of notes, and the rest had to use just a, a smaller sheet, of note, mm-hmm. a, a note card. And so that was basically, you know, their, their ongoing motivation was to do well so that they would have better access to sure. information for the, for the test.
0: Well, that's an idea that I know I first came across with Tisha Richmond, and she got a chance to speak with our group about right. that a little bit. And uh, she advocates uh, that, and so we'll see if this is true of, of your situation too. Then it seems like you're given an advantage, right, to this this group that wins, but the group that won obviously got a lot of questions right and knew a lot to be able to get in that position. Uh, and Tisha talks about how, gosh, you it's rare; it's usually the case that that group does not even need you know, the sheet or right. the group, right. I think, um, to, for that particular as- assessment. And so uh, did you find that to kind of be the case? Yeah, that
3: was definitely the case with, with the winning team. They they had done outstanding throughout. You know, and really for for this particular unit in this class, the probability and statistics, the, the notes were just having the formulas, which... Most of the time, I would probably give them anyway, mm-hmm. um, because I don't necessarily need them to memorize the formulas. I need them to know how and when to use them. Yeah. And so yeah. really, there wasn't a huge advantage for them to, to do that anyway. You know, it's just, but they don't understand that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think it continues to be that motivation.
0: That's so much of, of gamification, too, is that, you know what, and how we talked about this. I talked with Holly Curry yesterday, and so that podcast will, is up or should be up soon uh... when you're listening to this one but uh... it's not as though you're just cutting things away and leaving stuff that you would otherwise have done to turn this thing into a game is that you you do what you would normally do and you just have this whole other layer over the top of it that has its benefits like we saw with the group dynamics and the class culture piece and, and engagement Which is really the the win. That's the benefit. And so, yeah, if you would have given them the opportunity to have those notes anyway, now we just need to spin that in a way that you can win a page of notes. Right. And uh, that stuff is is fun to reimagine, I think, uh, as a teacher and then cause them to see those things uh, a little bit differently, too, within the constructs of the game. So... Another piece of that, we did have actual physical challenges
3: as well. Yeah, okay, Um, I was good. And that was, that turned out, I think a lot of them will probably, that's what they'll remember from this unit. But again, that's that's not a bad thing either. So we did, I tried to gear everything towards an actual Winter Olympic event. So we did... um, one they probably had the most fun with was the scooter skeleton. And so <laughs> I borrowed some scooters from Mr. Glanzer at Rockbrook and we they would ride them down the ramp outside the lecture hall in the landing. And this is it the in the large group. Yeah, right. Right, okay. right. And Which is so right next to that spot. We um, you know, we timed them and we kept track and so <laughs> gold medal went to the fastest fastest time. Um, we had a biath- biathlon event where I have these little whiteboards in class and they happened to slide pretty well on the carpet. So they had to put their feet on and they had to basically cross-country ski on the whiteboards. And then they went into the room and um, my son has quite a collection of Nerf guns. So then they had to shoot at targets that were in the room. And that was that was a lot of fun too. They had you know a lot of kids tried to do that. And we actually had the first person go and they had a time I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way anybody's gonna beat this. Yeah. Well, a couple of them got really close, so it was it was fun again to see that that competition aspect. We did something as simple as flicking a quarter and seeing how long you could make it spin, and so right. that was kind of our figure skating um, activity. <laughs> um, so basically, we would you know kind of do a we would do a math or a, a learning activity, and then we would follow it up with a physical activity, and so
0: and those um, factored into the right. They had country's they, points as right, well. right.
3: They had chance to win points for, for each and every one.
0: Uh, and I talked about this, Holly, uh, again, in that podcast, but it's just something that is worth bringing up anytime we're having these conversations is that it just changes the way in which students view come to class right like oftentimes and it's unfortunate but particularly seniors i know that there are a lot of those in the class is it all seniors yeah yeah. okay they understand school they get the game of it they're they're kind of ready you know to they're already looking to the future as you should be i think in the spring semester of your senior year Uh, but to to not be going to a subject to not be going to a class you're going actually to a game uh you're going to a team that's excited to to have you there that is going to expect you to contribute and uh, i think that just that That perception, well here, there's a clip actually I'll go to um, from the student audio to share uh, their sentiments uh, that I think really support that. I'm interested in what you said there as well in the sense that you said that like almost by being, I'm going to say this in a way and see if this is what I'm hearing correctly, that by being excited and interested in the game that you found an excitement towards the content, maybe afterglow. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Almost. Is that, is that yeah. kind of right? Or yeah, no, You want to elaborate like, on that? First? Yeah.
1: No, you got it. It's just, Um, Increasing total engagement, I think, just it made people more interested in the class as a whole. You get people coming into the class excited to be there, they know that they're going to do something fun, then they're already paying attention to you, you have the opportunity then to go through the material with them. You have all eyes on you, they're waiting, and it might be kind of a, they're waiting for the game, but they're still paying attention to you, they're still listening to what you have to say, and they're still processing ideas better than they might be without the game without any other kind of engagement. So even without even without understanding that they were helping themselves, they were be, their interest in the material was helping them, they were assisting themselves, understanding
0: uh, So how do you shape, you know, if, if I'm an educator, right? So here's my trade-off. Am I gonna spend five minutes playing a game and maybe not being quite as educational? Right. And let that trade-off be every student's showing up, or at least mo- a lot of students right. are showing up with the attitude that you're talking about um, and, and trying to sort of, um, reconcile that, that, you know what, you, you can kind of have one way or the other, but, but if the benefit of having that kind of energy, um, is transferable to the content, um, and that's, that's pretty cool to hear, uh, without me having to right. put those words in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and so, yeah, I think that that's certainly an element of it. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome that, uh, you know, the students got a chance to, uh, just see your class through through a different lens uh, and get excited uh, just to even just to even be there, you know, which is really fun. Okay, so is there anything I've not asked or something that uh, you well maybe I think from um, this that you would
3: you know another another thing that that came up just like I did um, the first time around is that the kids themselves may come up with something that you want to add. Well, we had a food day. And so for that food day, they did their best to bring, An item that might have come from their particular country so um, you know again (laughs) that was that was not something that I had thought of ahead of time but Mm -hmm. they did and I went I ran with it Um, so it worked out well I have a large group on Friday and so we were all able to meet and we had had our food day and that was in conjunction with one of the physical activity days so it worked out well that we could do both of those together so a lot of times, you know, as we, we imagine these these plans and these ideas and these games, you know, a lot of times the kids, if they get some
0: input, they will have even more ideas that they can add for you. And that's, I think that's a personalized piece in and of itself. We talk about personalized learning environments because uh, Brain McClassie's work would identify that there's three stages. There's... Uh, stage one where the teacher really lays out all the options and all the constructs I guess of whatever's going on at the time and then there's stage two where you do that with the learner and there's stage three where the learner really is driving things and you're playing caddy it's probably the best way to, to like explain that one and uh and so to hear that and you know as people I think get more experience with gamification or game-based learning or games in any capacity in the classroom that's stage two where the students can speak up and challenge and push back and create different little nuances that are whether it's just fun for banter's sake or to actually drive like where the dire- the direction of the game you know where that's going next is really it's pretty cool yeah. it's pretty cool you had some controversy you told me at one point we right? did so, we did what, what olympic yeah what olympics. Well, you
3: can't have olympics without controversy but <laughs> right you no know, as i said um i had quite a few athletes in that class and so they the competition piece of it was was very vital for them and so we had some controversy over who was following the rules and who was doing things the way they were supposed to be done and most of the physical challenges we we did some video for so I kind of Played along with the story and the whole the whole concept of of the controversy and the, the IOC having to meet and <laughs> and whatnot and review the video and so um, you know I would I send out an email just stating that the the IOC had reviewed the video and that uh, everything was on the up and Here's up and the so the, were the point. points were going to be restored and, and given to their to their rightful teams so that
0: stuff is fun that stuff is fun and, and what that does really is just create a really authentic game experience i think in the classroom uh, helps the classroom climate and like i said then in some some ways that is pointing towards that stage two where where students feel like as they speak up or push back or you know have a say in the game that uh, that's that's how they view their role uh, in the classroom and we oftentimes talk about how do you foster voice uh, you know i think just simple things like that, you know. I, I understand that that's more for, for a game. But you're developing a relationship. That knowing your learner piece that allows you to have this communication. And um, not to be, be a broken record, but Holly Curry says same thing. He said, "Gosh, I really got to know my students a little bit better as a result of seeing them in these competitive situations, uh, and all these benefits." Because there are some naysayers out there who say, "Well, you know, we're supposed to be learning. We're riding scooters in the hall for five minutes." For five minutes, <laughs> right, and think of all the benefits, and you've heard that from those student testimonials here today, like in the podcast, I, I think that's a trade-off you make at, at times, and it sur- certainly shouldn't dominate what you're doing in class, but, you know, if you can kind of do that in an efficient fashion, uh, and it brings all the added benefits we've talked about, I just feel like that's really important.
3: Uh, well, and another thing that that came from it, in particular, because some of these events were happening out in open, open areas, was... There was people all over the school talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, other students are talking about it, you know, what, what class is that? What are you know, what are they doing? And so, you know, it just gives us a chance, you know, gives me a chance to kinda spread what I'm trying to do. You know, it shows the other kids that, hey, maybe I should take that class when I have an opportunity. And I think other teachers then get to see, you know, what the heck's going on and, and maybe that'll encourage them to, to try something as well.
0: Absolutely, and you know Michael Matera. I, I listen to his podcast. We'll do a plug for Well Played, the Well Played podcast. Uh, but he talks about you know I don't know if, if the system should ever get to a place where everybody is doing the game thing, but over the course of the day, if it happens a couple times, uh, that's fantastic. And the relationships that students can make with teachers and also their peers through that is uh, uh, it's important. I think cause some of them will connect through a game setting a little bit more than they might, and just a Traditional classroom. So, thanks for all of your work and effort and time and thought, and all that goes into um, making that type of learning environment experience for our students. Because I think that's really important. And just as a quick preview, I know you're already right now kind of round three, <laughs> <laughs> and and I know it's gonna be kind of just a, a simple kind of first first. Um, how to play into this game, but uh, give us a little preview. What, what do you think?
3: Um, Warrioropoly, <laughs> a.k.a. Monopoly. Um, and it's actually a unit that I already had in place as a self-paced unit, and so I'm just going to add the game layer over the top of it. And this one will be a little bit different just because it'll be more individualized. I mean, it'll be, it won't be team-based, so students will be kind of working on their own. So that'll give it a little bit of a different twist for them.
0: Cool. And we'll look forward to maybe doubling back and hearing a little bit about how that goes when you get done with it. So Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll chat soon. All right. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.